welcome to the People Doing Good podcast. I am Mariah Volk. And I'm Jerry Robbins. For everyone listening, if you it's your first time tuning into our podcast, we are all about spreading positivity by sharing the stories of people doing good in our communities. And Jerry and I started our podcast a few years ago, really on a mission to kind of create a movement of positive news in a time when the world is focused on so much negative. We want to give you a place to come where you can smile and maybe learn a spelling lesson or two. From <laughs> did I spell it correctly? Oh, well, I, I think you know, you, you know, I've been concussed. I, I, I twist my letters around all the time. <laughs> he's been he's in the NFL, y'all got tackled a few times, but he gave a lot of tackles, too, I got to say. But today I'm excited to share a, a conversation we had with Cynthia Stefanoni. She is here representing the Sebastopol Documentary Film Festival, which is coming up and sounds like it's going to be super exciting after last year, especially when when we weren't able to do these things in person. So we are excited to share the conversation with Cynthia. Cynthia, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I, I wanted to tell our listeners how you and I kind of met. Uh, it was a fateful meeting at the Center for the Arts in Sebastopol. I was there to paint with Rotary that day and I needed a coffee. I had to slip out and get a coffee and you walked me to the coffee shop. So we got to have a nice little chat and you told me about um, your involvement with the film festival. And just wanted to have you on the podcast to talk a little bit about it. How how, how long have you been involved with the Sebastopol Film uh, Festival? Since 2009, and it started in 2007. Wow, almost the very beginning. Very close. And so this year in particular, the, the 2022, did you have one last year or was it canceled because of COVID? We, uh, going back a couple of years, we pulled the plug on the 2020 festival on the 10th of March, and it was supposed to happen two weeks later. Oh, wow. Oh, we cried. And then <laughs> um, we pivoted just like everybody else, yeah. tried to figure something out and talk to all of our filmmakers because you had to reconfigure with them, let them know what was going on and got some of them to sign on for virtual cast um, screenings. And so we started, we invented a thing called Docs Make House, house Calls. And we sent docs out virtually that year. The next year, we had a full virtual festival. This year, we crossed our fingers and we're having both a virtual festival and a live festival. So it's been, there were two and a half years that the 10 members of the mostly volunteer steering committee didn't take a day off. They, we just kept twirling around trying to keep things, you know, alive. Wow. So virtual and in person this year, that's that's exciting and it's coming up and you've got people coming in from all over the world. Is that right? That's right. We have films. Um, I was just talking to our local chamber where we have a, the motto is um, act locally, think globally. And that's sort of what this festival does. But what, what we noticed or what we found out after going virtual was that we have not only filmmakers from all over the world, but we have fans all over the world. We sold tickets in seven countries last year. This wow. year we have makers arriving from five, maybe oh, maybe more than that. We never know to the last second because they suddenly decide to come. Um, the sad part for us 
is that one of our filmmakers, a film called Rust, was made by a Polish filmmaker who was all set to come and then had his ticket to his family. They were all ready. And then he had to say, he sent us an email saying, I'm so sorry, we can't, we can't leave Poland. Not oh, now. Wow. And then he just sent us another heartbreaking uh, text message, or I'm sorry, email saying, we're hanging on. Things are good here in our little two bedroom apartment. We've taken in a refugee family. They have so that they will have a place to shelter. They can have some food. They can have some clothing. Their children don't have to worry. Heart wrenching. But this is the kind of difference this film festival makes. Right. You know, I was just thinking about how, especially now with everything that happened in COVID and people were homebound and there was more inner people were reliant on, you know, the conversation would be, what are you watching? What, what, what are you watching right now? And the, and the, the need we have as people for that kind of escape and, and what a film festival can offer people when we need entertainment more than ever, because there's so much heaviness in the world, right? It's true. And, you know, documentaries aren't necessarily known for being the lightest of fare, <laughs> yeah. but they're <laughs> the most informative affair. And we made a con- concerted effort in the last couple of years to, to make sure that we had some lightness attached to it so that we could you know, bring people up as well as inform them. And I think that we've really, we've really knocked it out of the park this year. So I'm hoping people will come. You know, mm-hmm. we, our, our live in-person events are all still masked and vaccinated. You have to be to come into them. And we know that mandates have been lifted, but, private businesses haven't all lifted them. And so we are <clears throat> adhering to the, to the business model. So masked and va- vaxxed, you can come to anything. Well, that's a smart way to do it, especially now. I, I'm wondering um, if there's any particular, this year, is there one particular documentary that there's a lot of buzz around or is it kind of an even spread? Is there something people might, you know, be more excited about than another? Well, if you're if you're a local, I think you'll be excited about something that's coming up just in a couple of days called the Curtain Raiser event. It's the first time we've done it. And it's a local filmmaker, Emmett Brennan, who took a walk from the Owens Valley to Los Angeles, just a small 200-mile walk, <laughs> along LA Aqueduct. And it's all about water. And it's all and he met with indigenous people, he met with folks along the way, farmers. He went to, when he got to LA, he met with Andy Lipkiss, who started the Tree People and whose goal was to plant a million trees by the year 2000. And he met it. He was 18, I think, when he started. Um, And Emmett's going to be here. We're going to have a panel after the film. And then after that, there'll be a little cocktail and conversation time. So you can really talk to the filmmaker. You can talk to the participants. The, The panel is all people who he met along the way or who he spoke to about this issue. And then in the audience, we'll have some, you know, water policy makers as well. So I think that if you're environmentally conscious at all, that is not to be missed. And then opening night is about artists. It's called um, Tell Them We Were Here. And it's a, again, it's a Bay Area based film about Bay Area artists. And in the Bay Area, artists are also activists and they informed. And it's just a really really well-made film with some beautiful art involved and our final film for the 
for the festival will be a film called Leftover Feelings. Uh, I think it's Studio B Revival. And it is, um, oh gosh, what is this guy's name? Uh, it's John Hyatt and Jerry Douglas. They've just done, they've just, or I think are in the middle of doing a tour, a worldwide tour. And so it's, it's about the music and it's about the musicians. In between all of that, we have, well, we have a great film called Cows on the Roof, which I'll let you go look up. Okay, I'll do it. Take you to that, okay. and uh, the, and they're just really interesting things. The shorts programs are always things you want to see because they we pair them topically so that the, they shorts work as a program, and you'll always have four to five short films in one for one ticket. Mm. Okay, you know Here you, you know something. Uh, yeah, yes, I, I'm I'm listening to Cynthia talk, and it's like. I have found myself in the last year, year and a half or so, really being drawn to documentary stories uh, because it, it, it fascinates me that how there's so many things that have gone on and so many people's paths and stories that we really don't know about, you right. know, unless, unless you get, you know, I mean, and these are, these are these are real people. You know what I mean. These are real people's stories and real people's lives and how they've changed either environment, the world, or, or whatever it may be. And uh, this is awesome because I tell you what, uh, you know, we're used to seeing films, this this kind of film, that kind of film. But when you start talking about a documentary, it kind of it draws me a lot closer to the TV set, and I turn the volume up. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know. I'm excited about the Sebastian Pool Film Festival. I think it's awesome. It just gives people an opportunity to. You get to see real people. I just put it that way. It just it, to me, this is real people. This is a real story, you know. And it's not something that's you know somebody sat in there and wrote this and you know script this that or that. They got to pay a couple of actors forty million, fifty million dollars a year. These are people telling their stories. And anyway, I'm excited about it. You can tell. But uh, I just I love documentaries. It just because it's for real. It, it gives you the inside on 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 a struggle or something positive, whatever it may be, you get the inside scoop. You know, this is not made up to, you know, to get ratings. This is, this is, this is really what's going on. I know. And I'll tell you, the thing about our particular festival is that we've made it a priority to make sure that the filmmakers and the film subjects are the celebrities at our festival. Mm -hmm. Always been true. And the other thing is, and I think something that people find interesting is that for a film to make it, all the way to being screened at the Sebastopol Documentary Film Festival, it is seen by seven different sets of eyes. It has to go through rigorous vetting. And so we get, the stuff you will see has been viewed and is, as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, the best of the unknowns out there. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a chance this year, I mean, part of, part of what I love about the festival is that festival feeling that, you know, that energy that comes from people who are really engaged and they want to know. And then the filmmakers there, and then you can go, go out and drop in and have some coffee. And we have a hot spot in town on Saturday where there's six hours of being able to go in, take your devices, charge them, grab some coffee, grab a snack, all on us and just sit and talk. So there's all kinds of stuff, but I, I really like the charge that I get from the live and in person. But if you can't do that, if you're not comfortable doing that, then there's the small screen. You know, I mean, I used to say when we only had live events, I would say to people with the advent of platforms, well, you've seen it on the small screen. Now come see it the way it was supposed to be seen <laughs> on the big screen. So Cynthia, when you're talking about this, 
I, you got the passion in your voice because you love this stuff. And, and our podcast really is, it's all about letting people share their stories, people who are doing positive things in the community and what you're doing with all this hard work to put this festival together. So many people, um, a great time and, and whether it's an escape or they come on vacation to Sebastopol and dine at our restaurants, it, it affects the community as a whole. It's a great thing for our town. Um, I wonder what got you started in this kind of work. What's, what is the background? What, why does this light you up like it does? Well, you know, it didn't always. I grew up in Sebastopol, um, although my mother used to wake me up to watch how green was my valley at 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I do not understand that, but she had to have me there, and I was like 10 on a black and white television. So <laughs> maybe that. But I started out in theater up here because there was really no film. And then I moved to L.A. instead of New York, which meant I had to recreate what I was interested in. And, and I did a lot of I have a background. I'm a member of the Directors Guild of America. And I have a background in film and television production. When I came back to, to be with the ailing parents, um, this presented itself. And I love, I mean, my second life is activism and being involved in things that can make the world better. And as I said to somebody, maybe even you, Mariah, I feel like this is my legacy. This is what I can leave. I can leave having shown, opened a door to show people other pieces of the world that they would maybe never get to see otherwise and to bring those pieces here. So, you know, if anybody's listening and they can come, just do it because tickets are 12 bucks, basically nothing. That is so cheap. Yeah, I know. And we, we really, we really made an effort this year to not gouge people because we figure, you know, there's enough going on in the world and everybody has a place they want to put their money. So we, we took $3 off of our entrance price. We cut our all, all access festival pass by a hundred bucks. So it's 150 instead of 250. And that gets you into everything. Except Ooh, I want that one. Night and Sunday. Yeah. And then our opening night ticket and our, this one, the curtain raiser event, it used to be 35 to 50 bucks. They're 25 this year. And what else? Oh, we have a five, five ticket bundle where you get five films for 50 bucks. Wow. I love that you guys did that. I think that that, that says a lot and I think it's going to pay off. You're going to get more people. So anyone listening right now to the podcast, get yourself to Sebastopol for the film festival. And is, should we drive them to a website if they want to read more about the festival? Um, but say one last thing we yeah. have. This year, for the first time, we are having a $5 student ticket. So high school, junior high, junior college, college, come in with an, with a, with an ID, a student ID, five bucks. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, sebdocs.org. That's the easiest. S-E-B like boy, D like dog, O-C-S dot org. And that'll get you there. All right. Great. Well, it's short and sweet today, Cynthia. I, I appreciate your time so much. I'm glad that um, our paths crossed and I'm, I'm going to talk to you again soon. But um, Jerry, you have it. Any anything for Cynthia? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just really excited about the whole thing. And I just I love the whole thing, how you are helping, helping out because, you know, gas prices going up, food prices going up, airplane tickets are going up. And instead of you guys going up, you're going down to make it easier for people to come and uh, enjoy the Sebastopol Film Festival. I'm excited about it and I'm gonna have to get out there and check it out. 
Yeah, come with me, Jerry. I'm going to see you there, I bet. All right. <laughs> Pleasure talking to you. We Pleasure. Me. Say hello. Yeah, we okay, will. Okay. Thank you so much, Cynthia. And um, we just can't wait for the event. Thank you so much, you guys. Well, we sure hope you enjoyed that conversation and we hope you get out there and buy a ticket to the Sebastopol uh, Documentary Film Festival. Um, Isn't it nice, Jerry, talking to someone who's just so passionate about what they're representing and doing? Oh, yes. And she's been doing it for such a long time. And, you know, like I said, uh, like I said, I enjoyed the documentaries. It's just it's it's the true stories. It's the passion. It's the people. You hear stories that you that you don't hear about. So I'm encouraging everybody. You know, I need to get out there also and uh, to go to the film festival because it's it, it's something that we all need right now. Something need that we need. It's going to be something positive. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, and I really enjoyed our conversation with Cynthia. Yeah, I did as well. And um, if you'd like more information about the Sebastopol Documentary Film Festival, check out our show notes for links to website and uh, you can get involved. We only have one last thing to do today, Jerry. Do you know what that is? No, what might that be? (laughs) We need to check in to Mr. Robinson's neighborhood and see what amazing words of wisdom he has for us all to move into this day with. What you got? All right, well, it will enjoy this day with this. A few words from Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Ready. The world is getting worse and worse. I was in church today and a lady lit a cigarette. <laughs> almost, almost dropped my beer. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of uh, the People Doing Good Podcast. Have a good day. The People Doing Good podcast is brought to you by Shoes for Kids. For more info, visit shoesforkids.com. It is created and hosted by Mariah Volk and Jerry Robinson. Produced and edited by Charlene Goto of Goto Productions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your podcast media. Follow on social media at One Good Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email us at peopledoinggoodpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time.